Welcome to the Mindful Personal Training Podcast with Dr. Clint Cepeda. Dr. Cepeda will discuss all the issues you face when losing weight, creating effective exercise design, and training with intensity. Dr. Cepeda is a health and exercise science researcher specializing in obesity, program design, and mindful behavioral changes. Be sure to stop by drclintcepeda.com for more information. And now here is Dr. C. Thank you so much and welcome back this week to a new episode of Mindful Personal Training, the podcast with Dr. Clint Cepeda. I'm Dr. C. Once again, just so grateful. I take a look at the uh, analytics of who's listening and, and just so humbled and grateful. I'd like to say a great shout out to those in Finland in South America, uh, we appreciate you guys listening to to the podcast and whatever we can do, please email us, send us a line, www.drclintcepeda.com. I'd love to hear from you guys and how the podcast is affecting you or, or nothing but positive vibes. You have critiques? Yeah. Well, you know, that's just the world we live in, right? But if you have questions about your health and wellness, I will be glad to answer it for you. I also want to say a very, very nice uh, thank you to those of you that have supported us, especially uh, throughout these last couple months. I know it's tough, but with not things, not many things to do uh, in a big social gathering, it's nice to listen to podcasts and kind of catch up in your your latest interest per se. Well, once again, we're going to take a look at things that can help you your fitness wise. Last week, uh, we talked about some great positive things on how to program design. And we also talked about, you know, which we always do is your mindset. And remember, the four pillars of your fitness should be weight training, whatever that is, external, internal loads, external, meaning, you know, the plates that you see, dumbbells, that type of thing, internal loads, that's just your body weight. Okay. Calisthenics, things like that. You also need that cardiovascular. We always talk about that as well. And then gets really, really into the weeds and really detailed by talking about the high intensity training, low intensity training, moderate to vigorous exercise, the intensity. Should you sprint? Should you sprint for 20 minutes? Should you run a 5K and day at the time? I mean, it's all different for everybody, right? And in uh, probably a subsequent podcast, we'll talk about your meal planning and proper meal planning and what it takes to just have general, general knowledge on your nutrition and how you eat. And we'll be looking into that. But finally, we always talk about the mindset that's the thing that I really try to focus on and have some sort of touchstone every week when we talk about your training, your health and wellness, how you approach your training, exercise, what your perception is towards your definition of fitness. And of course, remember your definition and my definition may be two different things, but nine times out of 10, if you're not in shape, then your definition needs to change. Well, this week, we're going to talk about something that's probably more prevalent now than it was when I was training and when I got into the business and when I, I guess, started taking exercise a little bit more seriously is mass media and the dangers of self-esteem. Okay. And you know, you can have a different perspective on the importance of mass media and you can have the importance of social media. I mean, basically it looks like the two are exactly the same nowadays. And We don't want to get too far into the weeds with that, but mass media, social media, they're competing outlets for your attention and for your news outlets and how you see yourself. So more specifically, of course, with the mass media and social media, which we'll probably use interchangeably during this podcast is looking 
at those two avenues. They're still kind of separate, but sometimes people confuse the two. But using those two arms of communication, social media and mass media, to give you the standards of what your self-esteem should be. Now, I'm just going to talk strictly and exercise and how you see your body. But you have to remember, it, it really is ultimately up to you. Who cares what other people look like? It's nice to look. But once again, the exercise and how you approach your training is a rare thing in your life that you are in total control of. You do not have to worry about what your boss thinks. You don't have to be on a spreadsheet and see how much sales you're bringing in for the month. You don't have to turn around and get permission from a parent or adult or anybody else. That is entirely up to you. Your exercise and your self-esteem is something that needs to be self-created. And you should take a look at three things. The first one is, who are you? Who, I mean, who are you? What do you, how do you see yourself? What's your perception of yourself? Maybe not in a, in a metaphysical philosophical way, but in an exercise and health and wellness perspective and exercise science perspective, who are you? Uh, number two, why place your identity in others? That's a question you should be asking yourself. And then finally, we're going to talk about your exercise and wellness is always in your grasp and your control. Okay. So those three things I think that maybe should be, should be discussed more often than not, especially when you're talking about being in shape and you're talking about how you approach your exercise through the views of social media and mass media. So the first one, who are you? You know, are you one of those that idolize and follow those that just look so great on camera and they have these pieces of advice that think apply to you and blah, blah, blah. And they, they are just doing this great lifestyle canvas on a digital platform. Let me tell you something. If you don't know already, they're trying to sell you something, whether it's the look, the image, the potential of looking like them, the potential of having people follow you and like you. You need to like yourself first. If you can't answer who you are and you need somebody else to, to give you that answer, then your self-esteem is already low and shot to begin with. And then you are susceptible to the evils of social media. You're susceptible to the evils of mass media and telling you, this is how you should look. This is how you should eat. You should buy this. You should buy that. You should turn around and exercise this type of way. Join this exercise group. Train this way. Not realizing that when you are exercising, it is really your control of what you see the exercise does to your body, how it applies to your body, and how you perform it with intensity. It's still you. It doesn't matter what you see on your phone. It doesn't matter what you see on your laptop that they're doing 15 burpees, 15 battle ropes, and then swinging the kettlebell in front. Okay. That may not even be in their regimen, but because it's fun to look at, it makes their body and their muscles show great on camera, and it looks good at the end when they upload it, then guess what? That's what the purpose is. The purpose is not having you in their mind going, well, you know what? Joe from Indiana, he needs to lose weight. I'm going to put this out for Joe in Indiana. No, but Joe in Indiana likes the way that looks, likes the way this particular person or social media presence or even the mass media saying that this is what's the new thing. If you ever want to be successful, Exercise-wise, stop chasing the new thing. There is no new thing. The old 
tried and true rules apply and they have worked for decades, for generations. You have to have the type of work ethic that doesn't buy in to the mass media social octopus that wants to wrap all their tentacles around you and tell you, buy this, do this. This is the new thing. This is the best fat burner. This is the best exercise. These are the five best lessons you should do right now in the morning. If you ever want to have great energy throughout the day, take these pills. Those are not new things. And we've talked about it on the show before. They are band-aid solutions for an internal problem that you still have, whether you do the new things or not. You don't know who you are. You are using external validation from people that don't know you. That never, ever, ever in their lifetime will ever probably meet you or who have your best interest in mind. Who are you? Now, if you are following me and listening to me, I'm myself. I do not take stock out of anybody going anywhere as far as telling me this is the best thing. It may be. I'll try it. But I'm going to mold my best thing, whether it's compound movements, throwing in some kettlebells, battle ropes, plyometrics. But let me discover that for myself. Let me grow my self-esteem. And I think that's what worked for me over these years. You know, I found out who I was when you take a look at a group of guys who want to work out and when the third or fourth set comes up and they're still waiting around, but you're first in line. They're, you're, you're the, okay, what do we got next? I found myself itching towards that because I wanted to see if I really could lift. I wanted to be the first one, regardless if I wasn't the strongest. But that's okay because for me, what changed was, is that I wanted to attack it. And then every time I became small with these small successes, it grew my self-confidence. Oh, okay. I can pull that. I can lift that. I can squat that. Ooh, next week. Let me try. Let me go first again. I want to see. There was an eagerness to it. I slowly created or not create. I guess I did create. I slowly understood and created that who I was, was somebody who just wanted to try it at least once. Now, were all the pulls and pushes successful, you know, deadlifting from the floor and going, man, I don't know about this one. And sometimes they weren't, they were not, but my previous successes made me try harder because I knew that it wasn't always easy. Could I jump as high as I could jump at my best? No, it took practice and it took practice to find the balance and the agility and the speed to jump up perfectly on top of a 36 inch box or a 42 inch box, nice, easy, and soft. And then looking about looking around everybody in the gym, trying to do it and they couldn't do it. It was fear. The box was too high. They lacked the muscles. And quite honestly, I've seen some of them miss the box entirely. And that hurts the shins that anterior posterior tibialis. Ooh, we commonly known as the shins. Ooh, gosh, that it was just blood everywhere. That's just, we, we shouldn't even talk about that. But once again, they did try it. And you know, the, the surprising things about surprising thing about people like that though, once they did try it and they may have missed probably 50, 50 would come back and try it again. But the ones that did come back that 50%, give them a few weeks, a few months, and it was nothing, but it's to get over that hump, isn't it? Finding out who they are during a trial in the weight room on the field. Each time you surpass yourself and these small little victories that you have, you have a mental checklist in your, in your head, visualizing 
and thinking, man, I really can lift this. I know I can. Even if it's for one rep, I know I can do it. And then when you do it, you've just added to your legend in your mind and in your own little fantasy world. Everybody does. Everybody has this fantasy about themselves, who they are and how they see themselves. So who are you? Who are you when you are on the floor and you're asked to do the impossible, putting close to maybe 600, 700 pounds on a sled and pulling that with three or four other guys and girls? Are you the one that's pulling or you're the one that's letting the other three work while you take a couple breaks here and there? Who are you? And how does that compare to mass media and social media? Because in those outlets, you see a glimpse, a picture, a like a following. But in your reality, it's not images one picture at a time. We are moving. There is movement involved. You want to take a picture after, go ahead. But it is not pretty. And if you notice a lot of the social media, mass media pictures that are out there to showing you what you should look like, oh, it's so pretty. Oh, gosh. I mean, when they made Photoshop, I mean, they can make anybody look good. The lighting, the texture, the nice, bright, deep cuts on a body. That's great. But the, the bodies that last long are when you're in the thick of it, the grunt work, the trenches, where you are sweaty. Your crew neck on a t-shirt is all ruffled up. You've got sweat pits all over your body. There's glistening sweat coming from every part of your body that you didn't think would, that could sweat. There's blisters on your hands. You may have hurt yourself during one of the pulls or lifts and you're thinking, I can pull through. Nobody takes pictures of that. Nobody takes pictures of posting that and going, man, it was rough with your head on the ground going, I, my legs are on fire and your legs just won't move. I'm talking about you feeling so drained at the end of the session. Take a picture then. You're not picture perfect, I'll tell you that. But surviving that, Now you start to create and define who you are, not social media, not the pictures, not the likes. There's nobody screaming for you and yelling for you and commenting on you laying on the concrete in the hot Texas sun because you don't want to get up because you are totally out of breath after you did battle ropes for 30, 60, and 90 seconds. It is you. But it's also going to be you picking yourself right back up and going, what's next? That's how you can define yourself. Next, it also leads to why should you place your identity in others? And we touched upon that. Joe in Idaho or Indiana, whatever example I said. I don't know Joe. I don't know Mark. I don't know any of these guys. But the purpose of the podcast is to give you tools so you can create and be self-aware and have accountability to yourself, create your own destiny exercise-wise. Have the mindset where there's nobody screaming for you. It's dark. It's lonely. You don't know if you have the energy, the time, the effort, or the mental fortitude today to lift anything or push anything for that matter. You're tired You overate the day before. Those type of things run through your head if you're self-aware. You know who you are. Because then the answer to that is, I can't give up. I won't stop. All right, let's do it. Let's go. It's time. You can answer your own questions. But your identity and others cannot. 
because you're constantly looking for validation to see if they liked your picture or you got good props through the comments from your buddies and your friends going, Hey, good lift. No, it wasn't a good lift. You took a picture and you were more concerned about the good lifts than more concerned than trying to lift the 315 pounds from the ground 10 times. You did it once, congratulate yourself and okay, I'm happy. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied with that. You can take any picture you want. That's not what I'm saying. And post it and be happy and succeed at these small little points of reference that you, yeah, yeah, I did lift that. But you got to earn it and you can't post it because you want people to like what you did. You have to like what you do. You have to be your own thumbs up. You have to be your own driving force because not everything is happy and not everything looks pretty. So if you're finding your identity in others, then you never had an identity to begin with. And if that person or that platform goes away, then what? Have a backup. Have the only backup and the only plan. Rely on yourself. Be self-aware that sometimes, you know what? You're going to have to lift by yourself. Sometimes you are going to have to try the heaviest lift, maybe without a spot that happens. And if you can pull it, great. Then you add to that. If you can't, then you work at it. There's a lot of things out there that we can put our trust in. But for this podcast and for what we do and what we're trying to create a culture with a, with a conscience is that our trust is in the almighty up above and based on his will to make sure that we train efficiently, we are humble, we are helpful, and we are sincere in our efforts. Can you ask those who you are finding your identity in, say the same thing? The best person to trust is no one. You don't have to trust anybody for your validation of, ooh, look at me. I look good. I lost this amount. Is that the goal? Is that what you want to do? Because if it is, then yeah, I'll look at you. I will congratulate you. I'll be the first one in line to shake your hand. But if you're doing it and you're sitting here only succeeding at a portion of your goal and you're going to celebrate that, I wouldn't do it. Because you're giving yourself an identity for every, for every time somebody comments positively or all the pictures that you take, that you're using that and then feeding your fuel to go, oh, I want the next one to post and then the next one post and I will have great likes and comments again and keeps me motivated. No, 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 no. It's determination. Once again, what if they go away? What if those likes and comments go away? What if those thumbs ups, thumbs ups, does that even make any sense? Go away. Then what? You're going to stop lifting, stop trying to lose weight, stop running. Training and being successful is a very lonely road. It is not for glamour. It's not for accolades. It is for you so you can find your own identity, cultivate it, and rely on it when times are tough. At the foremost in your mind, it has to be you. And you're not going to like everything you need to do to get in shape. And finally, your exercise and wellness has always been in your control. That's never changed. Why did you give up control to others? Why would you give up control to mass media and social media likes and comments and platforms that boost up your ego, but not your lifting quotient? <laughs> Why would you turn around and go, 
man, if, if, if I lift this, you know, give me a like. So you're basing it on somebody liking you to lift. Not everybody's going to like you lift. And maybe sometimes you should put that away and lift harder. There was a huge misconception that when you train as a team, that your team will constantly push you. Yes. But the way that your team pushes you, if you have a lifting team together, is that it is pushing of calling you out. That wasn't a clean lift. You didn't work hard enough today. What were you doing? Where are you at? Why were you on your phone? That's light. That's too easy. You're better than that. We're not all sitting down there, kumbaya, and going, oh, wow, that is so awesome. Let me go ahead and post that, and let me congratulate you. That was great. Good job, Bob. That was nice. That's a good lift. No, I don't want that team. I want a team around me that when I'm exercising and we're training, yes, I control the tempo of how I'm lifting, but I want to know the things to work on. I don't want positive attributes and accolades. We don't go for the positive. We go what we need to work on. Why strengthen a strength? That's easy. You can do that by yourself. We need to strengthen our weaknesses. And by doing that, you are in total control. Your weaknesses and how you attack it is in your control, not in social media. I mean, do you log on and go, hey, I'm feeling weak today. I don't know if I have enough energy. Can somebody prep me up, please? Please, I'm looking for the, a great word of advice. I'm looking for some encouragement. Today's so tough. It's no, you're not going to get it. What are you going to get? A couple of words saying, hey, you got it. That is so fascinating that somebody told you, you got it. Do you? Because if you got it, you wouldn't have asked in the first place. You control, you've always controlled your exercise. You've always controlled how you approach your exercise and your identity. Not mass media, not social media. You have. It's sad to me that some of the best lifters and best trainers did it way before social media. If you find that controversial or you find that offensive, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the ones that understand that we were doing this before posting, before likes. It is nasty. It is grungy. It is bloody. It is out of breath. But the focus was there not to post, not to find an identity because somebody said that this is the way they got in shape. No, we relied on ourselves. Sometimes that hundred yards looks really, really far. And the last thing on my mind, if we're running gassers and suicides on that football field, the last thing on my mind, I want somebody to take a picture of me and I want somebody to comment positive comments. I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about, man, I don't want to be last. I'm done. I'm tired. I can't wait to fall asleep. My legs are on fire. My calves are on fire. I don't know if I can take another breath because I'm too busy trying to catch up from the last three breaths I lost. That's, I'm not thinking about a digital platform. You leave that to the marketers and those who want to sell something, which they have every right to. But if you're finding an identity in that, you just lost control again. When I'm out there sweating and lifting tires or running or doing a quadruple set back to back to back, I'm not thinking, hey man, let me stop and take a bit. No, I want to finish the set because if I'm leading it, I want to make sure that one, I'm first to finish. Two, I'm watching the back of my teammates. And three, I have to plan for the next set. All that is in my control. I don't check in 
on mass media and social media and go, Hey, what's the next, what should I do? Am I done? Do I need to take a picture now? Or should I wait till later? Or is my shirt too wet? Or should I change to a tighter shirt? Should I wear a tank top in this one? Change this tank top? Is the lighting good? I don't care about that. And in reality, the most successful bodies that last past social media stages, past all this revolution of technology of how we document our time, those are the ones that last forever. Those are the ones that have the notion of who they are. They don't place their identity in others. And they've always known since the beginning that their exercise and wellness has always been in their control. That's going to do it this week for Mindful Personal Training with Dr. Clint Cepeda. That's me, Dr. C. We appreciate all the support. And if you have any more questions, please do not hesitate to drop us a line. Stop by www.drclintcepeda.com. Cepeda, C-E-P-E-D-A. That gets misspelled all the time. We'll see you next week. Take care. Remember, stay healthy, stay well, and stay fit. Dr. Clint Cepeda has a research background in health science and exercise sports science with a focus in obesity and mindfulness. The statements made in this podcast are for educational and motivational purposes only.